Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, we have one more hour to go, and then we are going to take off. I guess I have to put the suit on before I leave here for Eureka at the end of the show. Yes, please. So, it's a little casual here. I, I couldn't fathom. I think last year when Brian came in, I probably wore the suit, and he wasn't with us in the studio last year, but we had the event a year ago at the MAC, and I just can't fathom. There's a reason I'm in uh, radio, so I don't want to sit here in a suit for three hours. It's not that bad. Well, it's just not. Have you ever worn a suit? Yes. Not a men's suit. Well, They're that's not true. I mean, dress... They're I, not that different. Mark. Dresses seem more comfortable <laughs> to me. I'm just saying. Not that I'm going to go there soon. Okay. Although in 2023, you can you really could. do whatever you want, I think. Uh, but it was fantastic that Brian had a chance to come by. Fred was so nervous this afternoon because he was trying to manage all this, and you just don't know what's going to happen. No. And it's Friday, and you got Paul Hall that calls in usually, and Cusimano, and what happens if we have holes in the show. But it all worked out perfectly, so yeah, that was great. Nice job, Fred. Oh, thanks. It was just really good timing. Uh, well, I was happy that that he was able to you know come in and say hi to us, and yeah, they're heading down great. to Eureka right now. So we and got a Brian, big crowd. Brian big crowd was really tonight. impressed with the studios too. So that's great. Had he not been here before? No, no. Oh, that's interesting. So we met a lot of people. Walked all around. Saw all six stations. It was great. Awesome. Oh, well, nice. thank you for arranging all that, Fred. We appreciate it, and it all kind of worked out better than we thought. Brad Young is coming up here in just a little bit. Our ninety-seven-one uh, legal analyst with Harris Dow Fisher and Young. We're going to talk to him about a variety of issues. We talked about some of these things on the roundtable this afternoon. Congressman Santos out. He has been expelled from Congress. We'll get Brad's thoughts on that. There are a couple other uh, issues in the courts that I want to talk about, and we'll um, we'll talk about the debate last night as well. Also, I have an audio cut of the day a little bit later this afternoon. I'm going to focus on the debate. I had some of the audio from last night. Fred, you said you watched the whole thing, right? I did. I did. It was entertaining. I watched the whole thing, too, although I didn't do it until this morning. Sometimes when I get off the air, I just can't fathom doing more politics. And last night we did family stuff. But I turned it on this morning. And um, as I've said a couple of times, I do think that DeSantis probably did better than I expected. What what did you think overall? I I agree. I think uh, DeSantis did better than I thought. And I think Gavin Newsom did exactly what I thought. Which and was I, which, say, say things over and over that weren't true. That would be what, what I heard from And from I really liked Brian Kilmeade's idea of calling a timeout or throwing a flag to do some fact-checking uh, during a debate. It's a great idea. It really is a good idea because otherwise there's no way to rein them in. Now, you'd have to have something specific. You'd almost have to have like something carved out during different portions of the debate. But then the other question becomes, and watch, if this would ever get implemented, who's doing the fact check, right? Everyone, right. all the sides will say, well, we don't trust that. We don't trust this fact check. But well, it's a good idea because things get thrown down with no 
Well, they could put it up on a computer screen. Just have somebody Google it and see it, and you could see the source and then decide for yourself. But you were talking about that L.A. Times article. They could have pulled that up in a second. Right, exactly. All right. Hey, this is interesting, and this is from Wisconsin. Uh, I saw this story a couple of days ago. You know, we hook up with our friend Dan O'Donnell at WISN, one of my old broadcasting buddies sometimes. This is a group called Moms for Liberty Wisconsin. Moms for Liberty is all over the the country. And there's a school district up there which allowed an 18-year-old biological male who, of course, identified as a female or as trans to shower naked next to four freshman girls. And there's some lawsuits about this right now that I think are going to result in some positive news for kids who don't think that they're, you know, classmates and that they should be exposed to biological males if they're female. Corey Brewer is an associate counsel for the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty, joins us this afternoon. Hey, Corey, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. This is a very serious issue. We'll get to it in a moment, but I have to... I have to check out some Wisconsin angles here because you're in you're in the Milwaukee area, right? That's right. We're based in Milwaukee. And this actually happened in the um, I don't know the Sun Prairie School District. Where is that? Sun Prairie's just outside of Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, all right. So the People's Republic of Madison that might make more sense here when all is said and done. Anyway, well, look, I love uh, I love my days in Wisconsin. I spent nearly ten years there. I was at WTMJ Radio and Television for uh, for a stretch. So uh, I like to talk well, with my fellow Packers fans in Wisconsin, assuming Corey that you are one. I am one, and you know what? I'm feeling pretty optimistic right now. I know, so right? All of a sudden, that hope. I all of a sudden, a big game. I got to got to tell you, though, I'm a Chiefs fan. Big game this weekend with the Chiefs, so we'll see what happens. It I have is. I have yes. dual allegiances. Some people tell me that's not appropriate, and that makes it real tough this weekend <laughs> with that game. But let's talk about this. So I noticed there's a, a person named Scarlett Johnson who is, you know, with the Moms for Liberty Wisconsin, and she posted this about this case with an 18 year old biological male who identified as trans entering the Sun Prairie School District locker room with girls and showered naked next to four freshman girls. So this had happened a while back, and and kind of give me the legal backgrounds of how you approach this. Yes, this happened back in March, actually. Our office was contacted by parents in April, and uh, after looking into it and looking into the district's response, or frankly kind of a lack of a response, um, we wrote a public letter to the district demanding answers and really asking, you know, what is your policy? Why didn't you respond when you learned that this happened to the four, you know, these four freshman girls were showering after gym class. They had their swimsuits on, which is what they always did. And an 18-year-old male student walked into the shower in the girls' locker room and said, I'm trans, by the way, fully undressed and showered right next to the girls. And when the the district learned that this happened, they uh, didn't notify the parents. They didn't reach out to the girls, and frankly, from then until now, there hasn't really been any change in the policy about locker room use or any clarification about when boys and girls can use each locker room in the district. And we think not only is there a violation of the federal Title IX law going on here, which makes it relevant to any state in the country— but also there's just a, a, an inadequate policy to protect students in the districts and their privacy. It's some of this is just stunning when I when I hear details, especially let me go back to what you just said about how this 18 year old biological male says I'm trans, by the way, and then just basically drops trial. Right. 
Right. That's what's ha- that's what happened. And, and you know, as a as a parent, I'm sure it's shocking enough to hear from your daughter that that happened. But then, you know, when the, the parents that we represent, who they remain anonymous, when they reached out to the district for answers, they were not respected. Their questions were pushed off, delayed, ignored. The district didn't even know at first which policy applied. And as a parent trying to stand up for your daughter, I can only imagine how frustrating that must be. Well, and I have, you know, a lot people ask me every once in a while, why, why do you care? As I started, you know, tweeting quite, quite a bit a few years ago about these trans issues and some people would fire back. Why do you care so much? And I, I said, because my daughter doesn't have a penis and she is in athletics and I care about what happens to her future. Right. And as you probably know, Corey, we're a little bit of and I always call St. Louis ground zero for what happened with um with everything that happened in the aftermath of Mike Ferguson and race in this country, because it is. But also, we have Jamie Reed, the whistleblower here from Wash U and Children's Hospital, in a case that's fascinating and, and has really opened up this issue to a lot more people, maybe, than it ordinarily would have been exposed to. That word exposed is unintentional there. I didn't mean to be joking about anything. But I, I bring it up because it's... Um, It's just amazing that the school districts don't approach this in different ways. And I'd have to think, you're a lawyer, is it because they're worried about discrimination laws and they're not worried about Title IX? I mean, some of this just doesn't add up sometimes. It really doesn't. Well, you know, I think to your first point, it's good that we're having this conversation because boys and girls are different. And at the absolute minimum, we need to acknowledge that and at least have the conversation. But to the question about why are school districts doing this across the country, frankly, I think a lot of it comes from the top. It is the Biden administration seeking to change the regulations that enforce Title IX. And uh, I'm sure a lot of your listeners know, but Title IX most often is discussed in the context of sports, but really it applies to any sex discrimination in educational activities. So, you know, here we have an incident in a shower after a gym class and our client's daughter has kind of said you know i think about it now every time i'm in the locker room and that matters that shouldn't happen girls shouldn't have to deal with that and when you have the biden administration trying to add gender identity into the meaning of sex for purposes of the federal law that's confusing for school districts it's confusing for kids and it really doesn't help girls at all, which was the original intent of this federal Title IX law. And, you know, the only other thing I'd add for that is that those those new regulations are only proposed right now. They're not final yet, and they don't have the force of law yet. Corey Brewer is with me. She is the associate counsel for the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. I'm talking about a case up in the Madison area in the Sun Prairie area school district. So you gave us the background, but let's kind of bring this full circle to now. One of the reasons this is back in the news is because did you actually get um, positive news that this is going to be investigated under Title IX by the Department of Education Office of Civil Rights? We did. The Office of Civil Rights is opening up an investigation to look into how the school district responded when they learned about this alleged sexual harassment that happened you know, in the in the girls' locker room shower area with these four freshman girls. And we're very glad to see the, the Department of Ed under the Biden administration looking into this. We hope they take it seriously. And, you know, one of the things that we asked for when we were involved way back in April was an open records request, just very basic mm-hmm. yeah, information right. about correspondence, about policies. And the district wanted to charge us 
$11,000 in prepayment just to see those public records. And one of the things we're hopeful for with this federal investigation, too, is that some of that will come to light and we'll know a little bit more about what was going on with the district when they learned that this happened. Now, Corey, I want to go back. Scarlett Johnson, who's with the um, Moms for Liberty in Wisconsin, when she tweeted this out, this is what caught my attention. She said, you know, the biological male exposes male genitalia to the shocked and horrified 14-year-old girls. And then when she describes what the district did not do, it's really stunning. I know you mentioned some of this, but let's go over it again. Did not contact the girl's parents, did not contact the Title IX coordinator, did not file the required Title IX complaint, did not support the girls and help them through traumatic experience, did not act as mandatory reporters and report the possible violation of a statute in Wisconsin. That That is staggering. Now, in the end, what what could be lawyers talk about remedy here. So if there's an investigation, what are you looking for here? Yeah, I think the, well, to a lot of those points, we just don't know because none of this has been transparent. This is a public school district. Parents want answers. They still have a lot of questions. They need a lot of clarity. And there's absolutely a lot that did not happen. Um, But in terms of remedy, you know, the absolute extreme remedy would be for the district to lose federal funding for a violation. I'm not actually aware of that ever happening. Right. Um, but, you know, we what we have asked for is additional training so that the staff knows what their requirements are under Title IX and a change in the policies to protect all of the kids in the district, especially the girls in the rooms like their locker rooms and bathrooms. And, you know, we are hoping to see a change like that, um, you know, the biggest thing, at least for our clients, is they just want answers. Yeah. They want the district to acknowledge this happened and do something so that they're confident that their daughters, that their children are safe. Um, and then, you know, the only other thing is that we've asked the the school district to clarify when, where, how can boys and girls use the different locker rooms in the district. And we hope that they take some steps in the right direction because even if the policy is not what the federal government is looking into, it's what led to this happening in the first place. So we want to see some changes made. I would just, I mean, if this was my daughter, this is going through my mind as you describe this, I I, I can't even imagine what my response would be. I'd be so frustrated with this school district. So I'm glad that you're involved here, Corey. Keep us posted because I think it's an important case. And as I said, you know, there's a lot of uh, interest down here in St. Louis. And I've said this many times before to other guests on this topic, and you probably know this. You know, I spent a lot of time in Wisconsin outside of the People's Republic of Madison, which is kind of like Moscow. There are people in Wisconsin who probably vote for Joe Biden and Democrats, but they're they're on my side on this issue. They think this stuff is nuts as well. This, we've received a lot of lot of support on this. Um, most people um, realize that we shouldn't have a, a biological male showering naked next to girls in schools. Um, and kind of common I'm glad, sense. Yeah, I'm Kinda glad to sense. see the support. Yeah, and and you know we just hope that schools in Wisconsin and around the country can also um, you know kind of get that message. Yeah, and, no kidding. Do what they need to do to protect all of those students. Yep. Corey Brewer with the uh, Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. She's the associate counsel. I appreciate the update on this case and keep us posted. Thank you, Corey. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Well, we're getting set to head down to Eureka for the Brian Kilmeade event, which is going to be a blast tonight at Kilmeade Christmas. We are sold out, so unless you catch a scalper out in front of Brookdale Farms, you're not going to get in. And we do have an audio cut of the day before all of that happens here, and I look forward to seeing people there tonight. We have Brad Young with us, though, before we wrap up the show on a Friday to talk about a variety of things. How are you, Brad? I'm doing great. And uh, listen, Mark, if you're speeding on the way to the event, I'll give you 10% off my normal fee for uh, helping you with a ticket. That is awesome. I really appreciate that. I, I just have this feeling that I will somehow magically be able to get to that event. You know, it's from downtown to Eureka. That's past my house. It usually takes me 25 minutes to get to my house, 25, 30. I think I can do it in seven minutes, Brad. I really do tonight. Well, if if you're going to do it in seven minutes... That's going to break it into the felony range if you get pulled over. So just or, be very careful. Or it just might be the magic of radio, if you think about it. It <laughs> might be the, ra- okay, the magic I'll of radio. Okay, I'll leave it up to yeah, that. Let's just kind of go with that. All right, let, let me ask you a few questions. I know there's some issues that you and I were, were going to talk about. We're going to do that here in just a second. Did you see the great state debate with DeSantis and Newsom last night? Well, I saw a lot of the clips. I didn't watch the entire thing because— I didn't have enough doers to get me through an entire debate. So yeah. I did watch a good part of it. Well, here's what I was saying. I watched the whole damn thing this morning. I didn't touch it last night. I, you know, I wanted to be around the family and um, you know, not have to worry about that after doing my show yesterday. But I did watch the whole thing this morning. And here's what I would say, just as a recap, and I, I said some of this on the round table earlier. I thought DeSantis exceeded my expectations. Now I had low expectations, not because of Ron proper, but because Newsom is so slick. And I thought, you know, and I'd seen this developing with Hannity and Newsom and Hannity's admitted that he kind of, you know, he's kind of clicked with Gavin. They're buddies now. They're BFFs. So he's slippery and in DeSantis called him that last night. But I think DeSantis did okay. And but here's what I would say, and this will never come out in the legacy media. Dude, everybody wants to talk about how much Trump lied and let's face it he did sometimes. But there wasn't a, one word of truth that came out of Gavin Newsom's mouth last night on any issue. He lied 
time after time after time. He tried to make the American people believe, and he knows that he can do this because no one's going to challenge him on it. He tried to make the American people believe that workers are better off in California when you don't have an income tax in the state of Florida. He tried to make the case that lower income workers are better off. How the hell? I mean, but again, people will buy it, Brad. Yeah. Sure. And, and he's not going to be seriously challenged on those positions in the legacy media. I just can't get past the idea whenever I see Newsom, I always think he has Pat Riley hair and fake teeth. He I does. Mean, it's just, yeah. that, that's just what I see. He, he does have uh, <laughs> Pat Riley hair, though. I love I love that. It just, you know, and again, I don't know. The whole thing might have been moot because it was even Newsom that said, look, neither one of us is going to be the uh, nominee for president next year. I did like the fact that they got into some of these issues. I don't think Hannity kind of reigned Newsom in as much as he needed to, mainly because I think he likes him. But the, the, the facts, if you look at just the facts of everything that they talked about, and one of, one of the funniest things was when Newsom tried to say that more people in the last two years have come from Florida to, the, to California than the other way around. Well, he must not have read the L.A. Times from three days ago where they <laughs> they had a story. And, and by the way, in their story, it, it took a little while. You had to get down to uh, maybe the fourth and fifth paragraph where Haley Branson Potts, the reporter, finally said, more Californians are relocating to Florida than the other way around. And by the way, it's not even close. But he he went with anything that he thought people might believe. And the reason that that's a concern for me is I don't think he's going to be the nominee next year either. But I think there are plans down the future. And who's going to question any of the stuff he says? Now, he probably got the abortion stuff right because they were talking about what DeSantis did in Florida. But everything else when it came to jobs, immigration, you know, I, I have some stuff. I don't want to spoil it, Brad, because I'm going to feature some of that in audio cut of the day here in just a couple of minutes. But when DeSantis said, you know, you can you have the freedom to defecate in, in California in public, I thought that was a pretty good thing. And it's true, right? It is. I, I guess I, I don't really don't want to see people who are trying to become president debating the merits of a poop map. <laughs> well, but, but subject <laughs> subject to that, though, he, here's what you mentioned, something I want to circle back to. And that is when you mentioned that Newsom is not going to be the nominee. Now, that's true. I mean, President Biden has said he's running for reelection. But don't you believe that there are discussions going on in the Biden campaign that if his polling data continues to go down and sink faster than a submarine with a screen door, at some point, don't you think that there's there's going to be a discussion about Biden bailing out? I do. However, I don't know what the path is for Gavin Newsom. I think it would have to come down to, you know, he's not going to be on any ballots. So I think it would have to come down to something, you know, in a in a fight at the convention. Now, if Biden says something well, here in the next couple of weeks, that that's different Then you know, then you have a path. But I, I, right, I don't think but we, we had the same situation that we had with President Johnson in the 60s. And if Biden drops out after the primary begins, I believe the primary I'm sorry, the, the party is entitled to a, to appoint someone once the primary uh, is in full swing. Well, I don't know all the particulars of that. I do know that um, I think both these guys are, are up against it just because it's so late in the game. Here's what they said last night, by the way, about Biden. Yes, it's a danger to the country. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. But that's why he's running his shadow campaign. Uh, he should not be running. Uh, he is not up to the job. Uh, and it is dangerous for this country. Well, I'll tell you why I'm here. I'm, I'm here uh, to tell the truth about the Biden-Harris record and also compare and contrast 
Ron DeSantis's record and the Republican Party's record. You want to bring us back to a pre-1960s world, America in reverse. That, that's such nonsense. It's just complete mm. nonsense. But that's that's how it went last night. So we'll see where this takes us. And, you know, I made this point a couple of times yesterday, Brad. These Iowa caucuses are going to be here before we know it. They're really with Christmas coming up. It zips by. We get into the middle of January quickly and then we'll be off and running for whatever the hell is going to happen in 2024. That's for sure. Let's talk about a couple more issues. Hey, one thing I know you've been kind of busy this afternoon. I don't know if you heard uh, the update on Jesse Smollett. Did you hear that one? I did. That uh, the Court of Appeals has decided that uh, they're not going to reverse the conviction. Good. This just as a reminder, this is what Jesse said when he was leaving the courtroom. I am not suicidal. Stop laughing about that. I am not suicidal, and I am innocent. I could have said that I was guilty a long time ago. He is unhinged. I think he's in that category of people that really he does believe he's innocent, like OJ yes. believes he's innocent, right? Exactly. I was going to say that that this is exactly the OJ situation where he's repeated the lie so much that he actually believes his own lie. So I don't know. Is this something at this point with the the uh, appeals court saying, okay, we're not going to overturn it? Is that it, or can they they can go higher, right? But that's not something for the Supremes or there would there be another appellate court? I don't know how this works, Brad. Yeah, you would go. Actually, New York is very odd. The The trial court is called the Supreme Court, uh, which, again, is counterintuitive. But, yes, there's more appeals that would be uh, possible here. But listen, there's absolutely no evidence, Mark, that would overturn that original conviction. And, uh, you know, Jesse Smollett is just going to be he's going to be staying at the Gray Bar Motel for a while. So this is, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the Fox story. The Fox story does says that they're going to file appeal with the Supreme Court. Good luck with that. Right. I can't wait. Yeah, for that's that. not they're, going they're just, anywhere. No, but what, you know what they're doing here. They're just trying to delay, delay, delay. This has been I think it's almost been two years. And he went into jail for what? Just a couple of um, I don't even know if it was a full day. And they let him out because of the appeals. So he was right. found just as a reminder. He was found guilty on five of the six charges. And if you have not subscribed to Fox Nation and watched the unbelievable documentary that's up there, and Gloria Rodriguez, who represented the Osendario brothers, you know, the two, the two that he hired to do all this, she became a great friend of the show. And we had the Osendario brothers on. In fact, Brad, I'm pretty sure we're going to air that. I have some days off uh, around Christmas. And then Christmas week, I tend to go off and do uh, best of shows just because I'm lazy and I don't want to work very much that week, just so you know. It's convenient. <laughs> It's a win-win, if you will. But that's it is. Well, of- I might be sitting in for some of that. But I will tell you this. Regarding Jesse Smollett, I think the greater indictment should have been against the legacy media rather than just Smollett himself. Oh, because they were so ready to believe his lie because it fed into their preconceived biases. And so they were just eager eager for this to be true, so much so that they advocated on his behalf. I think the uh, the legacy media should have been indicted far more so than oh. just Jesse Smollett. On that, we agree. Brad Young is with us this afternoon. I'm getting ready to head down to Eureka for the Kill Meat event. We have an audio cut of the day coming up in just a couple of minutes. Uh, George Santos, I have mixed feelings on this. I, have, I, I want to see the guy go, but they expelled him today. It's very rare that that happens. He has not been convicted of any crime. Typically in, uh, in history, you've had, you know, felony convictions, things along those lines. Uh, being a member of the Confederacy was one expulsion. So your feelings on this, again, I, I'm happy to see him go. And Republicans voted with Democrats. Ann Wagner voted to expel. Uh, Cory Bush voted to expel. The other Republicans in Missouri did not, Brad. 
Yeah, and this was tough because it, it's tough to say we're going to expel a member of Congress who hasn't yet been convicted of anything. So I get that problem. But here's what I see occurred here, Mark, and that is when this 56-page ethics report, it came out, I don't know, a week or two ago, and it showed that Santos sought to exploit his House campaign to pay for things like uh, OnlyFans. He was paying his rent. They were paying all kinds of of private things with his campaign money. And that really gave Republicans like Ann Wagner and others cover to vote to expel him because of that ethics report. I suppose the uh, the precedent is the concern, but I'm OK with getting rid of him. I just the whole thing has been, you know, from our vantage point here in the middle of the country, a complete distraction. It really has been. I mean, shame on it, him. It for not getting I just out wonder just doing the right when thing. he left the House, did he sashay when he left? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. You know, okay. I, I also saw Just something wondering. here that I, this is interesting. and I guess I would have assumed this, that, you know, he's got staff in his office and they don't get fired. They're, they're OK because right. they have constituent related services. So that was interesting. And then it's Kathy Hochul, I think, that replaces him. Right. No, Kathy Hochul announces a special election. And there will probably be a special election in, I'm going to say, February. And obviously, the Democrats are going to have an advantage there because it's a primarily Democrat district. They voted for Biden. So the Democrats are looking for a pickup here, and they'll probably get it. Uh, But that should, again, happen in February. There are 17 candidates running, and that's just so far for that election. Wow. That's interesting. All right, a couple other things. I don't know what you want to prioritize because I don't know if we have uh, time to get through everything. You sent some stuff. You have uh, TikTok in Montana, this um, Supreme Court deal with Illinois and the assault weapons ban. Let's do that. What's what's that about right now? Are they taking that case? Well, they're going to be taking that case, yes. And the question becomes, do the statutes in Illinois that were enacted just last year or earlier this year, actually, uh, are those constitutional in light of the recent decisions, like in the Heller versus U.S. Uh, and the New York case. So they're, they're going to be analyzing this. Now, when you look at the case of the uh, domestic abuser, he's a guy, this is a different case, but he's a guy who threatened his his partner, uh, actually fired shots. And the question is, can you remove that uh, firearm from that individual? I think the Supremes are going to say yes to that. Because even Scalia announced in Heller versus U.S. that reasonable restrictions on the Second Amendment are constitutional. But when you look at the Illinois assault rifle ban, that's there's nothing reasonable about it. It's across the board, and I do feel that that will be stricken down as being uh, a volative of the Second Amendment. All right. Well, I, I hope that uh, you're right about that, Brad. Are you going to the event tonight? I don't even know the answer to that question. You know, I, I I wanted to go, but I had other plans because today is actually my anniversary. And so if I told my wife, sorry, honey, I'm going to go to an event instead of honoring our marriage, um, I would be moving in with you. Well, I think you made a good call there. Can I sing you the uh, Flintstones happy anniversary song since this is a special Ooh. day? What, what number is it? Uh, this is our 33rd anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's not real good. I'm not a good singer, but I had to do it, Brad. How about that? You know, I was just impressed that you hit the high note. Barely. Brad Young, awesome to have you on. We'll talk soon. Thanks, Mark. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Well, some of you might be listening to this as you head into Brookdale Farms in Eureka for the Kill Me Christmas event. If you have tickets, congratulations. It's going to be a blast, and I will see you there, and the rest of the team, Fred and Abby and Sue, will all be there in just a few minutes, and um, can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. In the meantime, I've got to do this here this afternoon before we get out of here. Playback ready. Now, the audio cut of the day. Cut of the day is sponsored by my friends at the Good Feet Store, where it's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. I'm going to do one that's a little multi-tiered here. We talked about this quite a bit on the roundtable and with Brad Young a few minutes ago, the Gavin Newsom-Ron DeSantis debate. You know, one of the things they focused on, and, and I've said this a couple of times today, Newsom, he lied just constantly, never got called out on it. I mean, I think Hannity could have interfered a little bit more here and said, wait, Gavin, I know you're my BFF, but you're, you're making things up, and we'll give you an example of that here in just a second. They talked about freedoms in particular. Well, I love, I love the rant on freedom. I mean, here's a guy who's criminalizing teachers, criminalizing doctors, criminalizing librarians, and criminalizing... No, that was wrong. I'm going to do this one first. California does have freedoms uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. You have the, the freedom to uh, have an open air drug market and use drugs. You have a freedom, if you're an illegal alien, to get all these taxpayer benefits. So, so those are freedoms. They're not the freedoms our founding fathers envisioned, but they have contributed to the destruction of the quality of life in California. And the results speak for themselves. Themselves. People are leaving the state because they have failed in addressing the homeless population. Earlier in that debate last night, Gavin Newsom actually tried to make the case that in the last two years, more people have left Florida for California than vice versa. It's not even close. The numbers aren't even close. The L.A. Times did a story three days ago about this very topic. And while it took him a few paragraphs to get down to that, I'm telling you, and I've, I've mentioned that it's not true. And it was in one of the big papers in California. So maybe Gavin Newsom just didn't read the L.A. Times this week. But here's his response, which is just a complete joke. And I'll break it down in a second. Well, I love the, I love the rant on freedom. I mean, here's a guy who's criminalizing teachers, criminalizing doctors, criminalizing librarians and criminalizing women that seek their reproductive care. You're making it harder to vote. You're banning books. I mean, spare me this notion of freedom. Everything he said there was untrue. Everything he said, there's no criminalization of any of those people right now on the books. There's not one book that's been banned. DeSantis actually held up some of these books last night, like gender queer and actually showed the graphic nature of them. Something that when the post dispatch and the New York times and the Washington post and the LA times covers it, they don't ever show you the pictures that all of us have seen. And we know why they're not, or should not be allowed in schools. So he wants to talk about book bans. This is where, by the way, I think DeSantis could have done a better job responding to this. And even Hannity. Ask the folks at Disney about freedom and free enterprise. Ask the folks at the Special Olympics that you threatened to fine with 27 million Because they were discriminating dollars. against the athletes. Who goes after Special Olympics when it comes to the issue, Ron, of homelessness? That is wrong. That's being a liberal bully. So, yeah, well, they got into the bully back and forth. I don't know if this whole thing even means anything in the end, but I did think that DeSantis did a little bit better than I expected, mainly because my expectations were very low. 
Having said that, I thought I was listening to Fox this morning and Steve Hilton was on and I think he, he kind of recapped it really well. Look, the facts are very clear. The facts are on Ron DeSantis's side last night. On every single measure, Florida's doing better than California. Despite that, I think that DeSantis let Newsom slip away. He called him slippery and indeed he was. And I think he let him slip away. And look, the truth is that it's not enough to have the facts on your side. You have to have the energy and all those other things that go into being a successful political candidate. And I think what we're seeing now is the truth, which is that Ron DeSantis, very effective governor, no one can argue with that, not a particularly effective candidate. With Newsom, it's the other way around. Absolutely terrible in terms of the record my, as a governor, my feeling but an was, effective politician. Yeah. So I think he kind of nailed that there. And when he says it's not enough to have the facts right, well, the, every single issue, Ron DeSantis wins on. Everyone. Maybe not on the abortion issue from the standpoint that I think that the, the rest of the American public are not with Ron DeSantis on the six-week ban, but on everything else, the numbers don't work in Newsom's favor. But that didn't really make a difference to him because he's very slippery. These are two really different approaches to every single issue. The trouble is, I think that DeSantis could have done more to predict that this is what Newsom does. He tries to kind of blow past the facts, blow past the record. And I think that actually you've got to pin him down and explain to the country okay, fair why this failure yeah. is... Yeah. Well, but again, it, it seems like that's not going to matter because these two guys, as Gavin Newsom pointed out, were probably not going to be the nominees next year. That's your audio cut of the day. It's sponsored by the Good Feet Store. It's all about comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief. Have a great weekend. We'll see you in Eureka if you're heading there in just a matter of minutes. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 